0: Welcome to another weekend bonus episode of the Tech Meme Ride Home. I'm Brian McCullough. As you're about to hear, I've really wanted to do a deep dive episode discussion on Shopify and how they're suddenly the big up-and-coming potential tech behemoth. Arguably the most successful tech IPO of the last five years. Seemingly the only company that can challenge Amazon in e-commerce So when James McLeod from The Financial Post got in touch wanting to talk about Shopify, it was like someone was reading my mind. You'll see why I've found Shopify's story so interesting lately because, well, actually, we get right into it. Please enjoy. Yeah. Crazy, crazy weird times, man. Well, also, though, I mean, thank God I've wanted to do something on Shopify because it's weird and maybe I'll even, we'll get into this for the Mm. thing. But, like, Shopify is clearly going to be potentially one of the big players now. But there's never been a story that I could, like, hang a, a segment on. You know what I mean? So, like, I, I, I'm i so happy to do this because I want to, like, alert the audience. Hey, these guys are the big up-and-comer, but I haven't had a way to do it yet. Well, and it's
1: weird. I don't know if you've, you've taken a look at their stock price, but it's I, – I mean, and – if you want to sort of turn on a recorder and, and start getting into it. Um, Yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, Consider,
0: consider us going at this point.
1: Oh, okay. So like if their, their stock just hit like this crazy all time high, Um, the market cap is um, uh, in Canadian dollars. It's, it's just above a hundred billion now, um, which obviously uh, I,
0: I just checked. It's 73 billion us as of the time of this recording.
1: And and so like I mean every every stock on the the market has gone through wild swings in the last month or so, but like in early March, um, the stock was trading at around um, six hundred and seventy dollars. Uh, this is all in the T X X. These are but for the sake of numbers, um, it was six hundred and seventy dollars at the beginning of March, and then it dropped down to like four hundred and sixty. Um, th- they pulled their guidance and all of that. And then in the last week or so, it has just shot up so that there were, it was briefly the second most valuable company in Canada.
0: Oh, like, it, it didn't hold that. Cause I thought, I thought it had just happened this week. Right. Y- yeah. Like
1: I, I think, I, I think that reversed itself. Um, I I'd have to double check that was like literally on, on Monday and it's, but yeah, it's basically um the Royal Bank of Canada, Toronto Dominion Bank and Shopify are r- right at the top of the heap in in terms of like publicly traded company values and it is it is down to the pandemic really.
0: Well, okay. So then maybe let's let's do a little basic table setting here. Um it, like just give us real quick like the 60 second like what Shopify does, maybe even like the founding story. Like, I think it, it was literally guys that wanted to sell ski equipment or something like that, and they couldn't find an easy way to do it.
1: Yeah, it was uh, the, the the sort of main founder, a guy named Toby Lutka, who is a German immigrant to Canada. Um, was, he had a snowboard shop and wanted to sell snowboards online. And there was just... No, uh, no good e-commerce software. This would have been, I think, 2004, 2006, somewhere around there. Um, and so he, he wrote some basic e-commerce software and basically turned that into a business. Uh, and so the company's been kind of slowly growing, um, and has really, really taken off in the last few years, um, where it has uh, like the core product is a sort of retail command center uh, mostly for e-commerce. So so you're paying a subscription fee for something that does order management, inventory management, um checkout and payment. So, like literally the software where if you're on a site and you put an item into a bag and then check out, that's what Shopify's giving you
0: yeah see let me let me interrupt real quick because I think sure. I think listeners might know this in my, in my other life you know I've been running e-commerce businesses for 20 years and so I've always been vaguely aware of them because there's you know people don't know this but there's this whole industry of like there's things like WooCommerce and uh, Magento and, sh- and they're essentially you know a really blunt way of saying it is it's like shopping cart software and stuff like that yeah um and but- so I, and so right I was gonna say so I always thought oh Shopify is just another one of those, but then it's become so much way more than that.
1: But the, the thing that I, I like to bring up when I'm trying to sort of explain this is like, were you aware that Shopify has an app store and like a thriving app store where that they have sort of APIs for their e-commerce dashboard where you want someone to write a program that just deals with returns or deals with email campaigns or all sorts of little ancillary things. There is there is an app store where merchants are paying um, like monthly subscription pr- uh, prices, $5 here, $10 there for various other services that plug into them. So really the thing to understand about Shopify is it's about a million primarily e-commerce merchants that are using a tool set and, and sort of linking together different services to build a kind of cloud-based business,
0: so it's sort of like it's sort of like a dashboard cloud thing, also a SaaS sort of thing. Um, but also, th- the other thing that I thought about them for years is like maybe it was sort of like what Stripe does, because that was the other thing that put them on my radar. Is they early on, like in the maybe ten years ago, they suddenly allowed you to accept credit card payments without. Uh, Having a merchant account, and and again, this is in the weed stuff, but for that's a big deal for merchants. Um, so tell me in what way they're different than, say, what Stripe does. So,
1: so I believe Shopify actually integrates Stripe, and and if you're processing payments as a merchant, you can use them. But Shopify does have a competing does have a Shopify Payments product Mm -hmm. where they're just doing payment processing. I think actually the the sort of easiest way to understand a comparison is is square uh where like they started as the little dongle that you stick into an iphone to you know do credit cards at farmers markets but they are now also kind of um small merchants point of sale payments and it enabling commerce and you know they're kind of moving more into the e-commerce world and shopify is moving more into the physical commerce world that that's one of the things that's really interesting to me about this company they've in the last year or two they've made a big push into bricks and mortar retail uh with the whole idea being this um i i don't love the term omnichannel, but that is the buzzword uh where you've got a business and you may have One or more physical stores, you have an e commerce presence. So maybe you do events and like it doesn't matter where you make the sale, whether it's in the store or online, it's all sort of same products flowing through the same business. And that is somewhere that Shopify and a couple competitors are like ideally placed to play where they have the e commerce shops, but they can also sell to traditional retailers who may straddle the physical and digital world.
0: Okay, so two more things that this plugs into in terms of my recent obsessions. Um, so there's also this idea of, and I think this is the piece that you you wrote this week, that there, this is also a fintech play in the sense that all of a sudden they're opening up this new line of business that is literally f- providing financing to merchants and and things like that.
1: Yeah, well, it, actually they've they've been doing this for for a f- couple of years now. Um they call it Shopify Capital and kind of the the thing to understand about it is um they hate it when you call them loans. They uh, Shopify just in their mindset it is very very important that they are providing cash advances to the merchants on their platform. So the idea is um like they have all of the data they can see what your cash flow and um you know how many sales you make and all of that and they can analyze that and say we can loan you ten thousand dollars or you know two hundred dollars or half a million dollars depending and with uh, and and they will basically just take that out of future sales um and so like there's no interest rate on it the like because it's just we're going to take a percentage of future sales mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, and um but because they've got all of the data to sort of make the underwriting decisions they can give these very low risk loans and to date they've given out um something around 800 million dollars worth of these cash advances and they will pass a billion dollars by the end of the year one of the big things they announced in the the kind of pandemic response was making an extra 200 million dollars available to merchants and expanding this program to canada and the united kingdom um, so that more of the the shops on the platform have the liquidity to sort of manage through
0: so you mentioned the the pandemic moment, the Corona moment, as I've been calling it. Um, I think your piece also said that. Um, well, I'd seen stories that they, in terms of the one side of it, like they apparently are doing like Black Friday level of sales traffic every day over the last month or so. Um, but then I think your your story also said that they're seeing like an upswing in merchants signing on over the last month, so they might be one of these companies that is really well positioned for for the current moment
1: yeah i'm so i, I like i I've, I've got a lot of feelings about mm. that whole situation just because like on, on one hand it absolutely makes sense that um there's there are a lot of businesses that are trying to spin up an e-commerce operation overnight um and just reaching for off-the-shelf software like shopify makes makes perfect sense and the other thing is sort of part of the founding mythology of the company is that they actually got a a boost from the two thousand and eight financial crisis um, because like as the story goes, you had a whole bunch of people who were who lost their jobs were sitting at home and started turning their hobby their their side hustle into a source of income and so a lot of people basically lost their jobs and embraced entrepreneurship and Shopify sees the, the tailwinds of that. On the other hand, in this pandemic moment, Shopify has extended its free trial from normally 30 days to 90 days. So it's entirely possible there's a lot of people who are at home who are just playing around with something for free. And this is a bit of a, a quivy sugar high kind of situation. <laughs> uh, but we, like I, I'm very curious to sort of see, because at its current size, like, in, in 2008, Shopify was a really small company. Now, it's got more than a million merchants on the platform. If there's a big recession that's wiping out
0: small businesses, mm. that could, it could be really, really bad for this company. Interesting. promo code RIDE. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. Experience the perfect blend of style and comfort with Cuts Clothing. Cutsclothing.com promo code RIDE for 20% off. onepassword.com slash ride for your growing business. That's two free weeks at onepassword.com slash ride. Don't let security slow your business down. Go to onepassword.com slash ride. Um well and it's funny, we we've gone, you know, almost 10, 15 minutes into this, and we haven't even gotten to the really interesting part of the narrative here, which is like a lot of people are are sort of pitching this as Shopify, it's a David and Goliath thing against Amazon, right? Mm. Um, I keep seeing the analogy that people love to use is like, and I think Shopify even uses it, like it's, they're the rebel alliance against Amazon's galactic empire, because, correct correct me if I'm getting this wrong here, but the idea is is that Shopify is going after these smaller merchants, but maybe also the direct-to-consumer merchants, and they're like do your thing. You own the customer. We're not going to disintermediate you from your customer like Amazon does.
1: Yeah. So it's this, this whole arming the rebels thing is, is really, really funny to me because, um, like when I, when I started covering Shopify really intensively about two years ago, um, I used to joke with people that Amazon was like Voldemort, in shopify world where where it's like it's big it's scary and we absolutely never say its name um and the the reason why they had this like complicated relationship with amazon is because a lot of shopify merchants sell through the amazon marketplace if you're running an e-commerce business and you need that kind of dashboard back-end thing but you're still doing a lot of your sales through amazon and even fulfillment through amazon it, it like as Shopify, you don't want to turn Amazon into the enemy. Um,
0: so in- wait. So on one hand, on the one hand, they very much have gotten where they are by being like, we're we're arming all sides. We're we're just it's a gold rush. We're just selling the the picks and the shovels. We don't care where you sell. Just we just want to help you sell.
1: Well, it's it's actually more the other way where like for for the longest time, it, you know, they were just happy sort of. Doing their own thing and just wanted kind of wanted to pretend Amazon didn't exist but didn't want to antagonize them Mm. But it became so obvious that there was this obvious competitive tension And the merchants themselves were using Amazon but didn't love it and so slowly over over time you sort of saw this Arming the rebels idea enter and and they've really embraced um kind of a bit of a scrappy identity um, I, a thing to understand about Shopify is that it's not headquartered in Toronto or Vancouver, um, or, or even Montreal. It's like headquartered in Ottawa, which is cold. It's like boring. It's out of the way. It's the capital city, but nobody goes there unless you work for the government. And Shopify really has this kind of sense of identity that we're like, we're not in the Valley. We're we're out here doing our own thing, and there is kind of this scrappy, um, it, you know, rebel alliance. Ethos to it, Um, and you really are seeing that kind of coming to its own right now.
0: But if I'm a merchant, um, is it cheaper to sell on Shopify, or do they just have better tools, or or is the appeal has it just been that they're not Amazon? Um, I I
1: think it is kind of a combination of um, they they have better tools I, I i actually haven't ever sort of sat down and done a, a cost comparison because it does get pretty complicated in terms of different subscription tiers and then whether you're using their payment software whether you're using like they've got a fulfillment network in the united states so whether you're using that or fulfilled by amazon um the, the pricing does get pretty complicated but like a big the, the big sell around shopify is we're only working for you. We're not mining your data. We're not going to do the amazon thing where we we copy your product and undercut you we are We are just selling a tool and a subscription service for you to be a merchant. We're on your side uh, and when like like they they are tapping into something where like their market is entrepreneurs, and that sort of like master of my own destiny, being able to be independent, not be under the thumb of Amazon or whoever, is kind of a powerful selling point.
0: Well, right. Amazon or Walmart or whoever. Again, that comes back to the idea that Shopify can empower direct-to-consumer, and uh, as a merchant, you can own your relationship with the customer better, maybe. Um, Go ahead. Well. and like the, the thing to think about here is it, it is easy, and I'm I'm as guilty as anyone of falling into that
1: Shopify versus Amazon um, David and Goliath dynamic. But uh, the, the analysts always remind me that like e-commerce is you know sort of twenty ish percent of of retail, and we're, we're expecting that to change because of the pandemic. There's a lot of companies that are adopting some sort of e-commerce that are gonna keep doing that after this is all over. But like, there is like another 80% of the pie that e-commerce is gonna be eating more and more and more of. So like, how that shapes, how that like larger secular shift develops is gonna be a lot more important as uh, to the future market dynamics as opposed to just how Shopify and Amazon look when they're scrapping over the twenty percent of the market.
0: You know what I mean. So maybe the analogy is not okay, David and Goliath, or even Shopify as a strong competitor to Amazon. Maybe it's just that, again, as bizarre as it may be to realize that the this overall market is still so young. They're still eighty percent to go. So there, if if they're just another strong player, then there's still so much that they can grab in that market.
1: Exactly. And and that is, I mean, sort of circling back to the stock price uh, where, where we kind of started, that, the trouble with valuing this company is it doesn't make money. Like it, it is, it doesn't really lose money, but it's basically a break-even proposition right now. But they are well-positioned with a brand and a good tool and a million um, merchant customers in this enormous potential future market that is you know global and just worth trillions of like there's there is a lot here um and the reason the stock is like at such crazy high numbers is because how do you put a value on that opportunity
0: or maybe they're getting the same sort of halo that amazon got all those years which is like well we don't care that you're not making money yet just like so are they they're not they're not profitable necessarily but are they throwing off enough cash that they can do that sort of reinvest for years and years and years that Amazon did?
1: Yes. Yeah, no they absolutely are. Um they're um basically it's it's in one of those situations where uh the, the last time the stock was pretty high they they sort of sold a bunch of shares and raised a bunch of money. Um they're not they're not hurting and it is the sort of thing where they can shift to profitability at any point they want but why in in exactly the same way as amazon it's like why would we try to be profitable when we can build a bigger more robust business so shopify is building a fulfillment network of warehouses and shipping and um all of that stuff so that they can do two-day shipping in the united states they're doing a big international expansion Um, trying to basically make the service available everywhere in the world, push into physical retail. It is the same thing as Amazon, where it's just like, instead of throwing off money, just keep building out.
0: Well, then the multi-billion dollar, maybe trillion dollar question is, um, why can't or won't Amazon just uh, turn the eye of Sauron to them and, and crush what Shopify is doing?
1: Um, there's, there is a, a very funny, uh, you were actually the one who tipped me onto this. Um, th- this was months and months ago. Okay. Um, it, 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 Toby luka the, the chief executive is, is like a, um, a, a Starcraft. Theme. Right, 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 he, right. He, he used to stream for a while, um, just on Twitch. Like he's the only CEO I know who just streams himself playing video games. Uh, and. Uh, th- there is this analysis that he kind of validated. He tweeted that it was like a frighteningly accurate assessment of him as like a Zerg strategist, where you've got this horde, and and you you basically try to be nimble and respond to threats while growing the size of your uh, of your base. And like as long as Shopify can keep adding merchants every year, um, they went from like. Eight hundred thousand a year ago to more than a million now if they can just keep growing and growing and growing that base of of merchants then amazon is is a company that is kind of one merchant pl- well i mean they've got the whole platform and everything else but like amazon is playing for amazon they are knocking off other companies products and like doing things to alienate potential partners shopify is just growing their customer base and um i i don't like I, I don't fully know like amazon could probably crush shopify if they wanted to but there is the argument out there that shopify is more useful to amazon mm. intact because it's like a nice antitrust foil um i i don't know
0: uh, yeah it, it do we, do you have a sense of um... Because I haven't seen any reporting on this. Like, um, do we have any sense of what Amazon thinks of Shopify right now? Like, are they threatened? Have they been making any sort of moves that are like, oh, well, Amazon clearly just started this initiative because that's a response to, to Shopify or anything like that?
1: Not really. Uh, like, uh, honestly, like it it is kind of a bit of a one way thing where I like. There's a lot of people who started of talking about how Shopify is strategizing around Amazon. I can't actually recall it is, it it is an interesting question now that I think about it. I like, I can't recall Amazon ever doing something that like overtly felt like it was aware of Shopify, uh, which I guess is just like the mark of ultimate success in business.
0: (laughs) That's true. Yeah, but it's not like one of those, you know, it's not, the analogy would be, um, you know, Facebook and Instagram immediately copying st- copying stories and then copying this feature and c- copying that feature. We haven't seen any sort of response from Amazon like that yet. No, no. Or or, um, and, or I guess yeah. another one would be like cutting fees to the bone, because that's the traditional Amazon play where it's like, all right, fine. Well, or, or any, you know, big uh, oligarchs play is like, all right, we don't need to make money on this little thing that is your lifeblood or something like that.
1: It is, it, it, it does, it like, it is hard in the sense that like at Amazon.com, the, the, the store of the marketplace is, of course, a big part of Amazon's business. But like when you start folding in AWS and Audible and Twitch and Prime Video and everything else, you sort of like, how, how big of an existential threat does Jeff Bezos think Shopify is? Like, is it, is it worth going? All out on them, or,
0: or going to the mattresses, I, as they would say in, in, it, in The Godfather. Yeah, it, it's a, it's a bit like you know is Sundar Pichai really worried about
1: or not not Sundar Pichai? Is Nadella is Satya Nadella really worried about the next PlayStation? Yes, they make an Xbox that is a competitor to it, but like that's one part of the business. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, Amazon that, is so
0: big. That's that's a perfect analogy, actually. um to watch a demo and see how it all works. That's K-O-L-I-D-E dot com slash ride, collide.com slash ride. Let me, before I let you go, um, as we were saying, like uh, Shopify is was maybe briefly the number two most valuable company in Canada. Um, it's It's been a while since the heyday of Nortel and even BlackBerry at this point. So I'm just curious about um what shopify uh represents uh to the canadian tech scene the startup scene or or like um you know just generally what you're all thinking of shopify's uh success right now up there
1: well i mean it it definitely does sort of feel like there can only ever be one really successful canadian tech company <laughs> uh <laughs> Well, and, no, actually, and, let me interrupt, because
0: and, what wasn't there Wave, too? Like, Wave was another—maybe that was more accounting or something, but it seems like maybe this is a space that, like, uh, is there's something happening up there.
1: Well, th- no, there, there are interesting things. I, I definitely don't ever advise anyone investing in the stock market under any circumstances, but if, if anybody who's buzzing about Shopify and takes a look at their stock price should ne- next look at— Two companies called Lightspeed POS and Touch Bistro, which are also Canadian companies doing cloud-based, like point of sale payments processing software, and there is a weird cluster up here of fintech things and and exactly the kinds of business that Shopify tends to play in. Right now in in Canada, they are definitely the standard bearer. They they are kind of the 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 government loves them. They are the sort of charming success story. Um, But like in the same way as sort of Nortel and Black, especially BlackBerry, there is this thing of like, they have won Canada, but like now they've just got to complete compete on the global stage. And, you know, then you're going up against the likes of Amazon and Salesforce and whoever. Um, And so... Yeah, you you hope they're they're successful. And um, yeah, I just try to understand the business.
0: Yeah, I, I, I guess, you know, they could be a takeover target at some point, except for the fact that if you're at 70 billion dollar market cap, that would be hard for a lot of people to take you out now. And Amazon couldn't do it uh, for for antitrust reasons. Um, so maybe they're like weirdly threading the needle perfectly at this point.
1: It it does sort of feel like, and I I was actually um, watching a, a live stream of of Toby playing Starcraft, um, where it was it was literally me and like thirty five people on Twitch just watching this guy play um, play strategy games, but he was talking at quite some length about this, and just sort of saying that like his his line was startup time is over, like it, he basically said. Shopify could not have been born at another time. It was like the shift to mobile, the shift to cloud um, and and just like a bunch of macro technology trends they were founded at the right time and they are now big enough that like they can probably survive on their own but yeah that was they they are one of a whole bunch of companies from sort of a specific time in in our economic and technology development and it looks like they've gotten big enough that nobody can just knock them off like an instagram or a whatsapp but um yeah how how the market sort of consolidates and develops in e-commerce well you know who knows with everything going on